You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. And welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope all is going well with you here uh, on a on a great fall Saturday here in the heartland as we um, get into busy season, especially as it relates to to politics. And we're talking a little bit about that this week. We usually try to t- stay out of it, but unfortunately, they are uh, so intertwined because many people want to know um, what's going to happen with the election and how is that going to affect my health care, my insurance, and and everything. That goes along with that. And this segment, I wanted to take some time to to talk about an issue that's going to be coming up, I believe, here in the next two or three years. And that's simply because of what has happened as a result uh, of the implementation of this law and the fact that it's not working out like many people had thought it would. I know a lot of people had hoped that it was going to, to do a lot better. I know that there's a lot of people that are benefiting from it, and that's great. But there are some people that that are not benefiting from it from an economic standpoint and from a choice standpoint. And that's because one of the largest insurers, several of the largest insurers now, have actually pulled out of the state-based exchanges or exchanges in several states across the country simply because they just cannot make it go from a number standpoint for the Affordable Care Act individual marketplace. And this now begs the question for those states, several of whom do not have hardly any choice at all. Some counties have one to two choices. There are certain places that don't have any choice. GOP members are introducing legislation to grant individuals with little choice exemptions from the penalties of the Affordable Care Act. That's something that people need to remember also there's a penalty of $700 per person or that or the greater of that or two and a half percent of their income and so the question is where do we go from here where do we go from here is going to be something that needs to be asked of both political candidates and there is a big desire from many people that there is uh, the need for a public option or a a government-sponsored plan, a Medicare-for-all type of system where people would at least have that choice. And there are pros and cons for for that. Some people uh, would be in favor of that. But the question that I think we all need to consider is who's going to be able to pay for such a thing. And the reason why it's risky financially is is pretty simple to me. If these insurance companies that are massive are walking away from the marketplaces because they're losing all of this money and if they're now you know looking <laughs> looking at other at other options and consumers are looking at no options. What does that mean for um, for consumers? Where, where do they go from here? And the public option is going to be introduced into the discussion. 
And when insurance companies are, are walking away, and the reason they're walking away is because of financial reasons, they simply can't afford it, and the government bailed them out and is now not going to be bailing them out anymore. What happens if the government takes on all of these individuals and loses just as much, if not more, money? Who's going to bail out the government when we get to that point? And I think it's it's going in that direction. And what's going to be funny is to see what happens down the road in five to ten years when if it does actually end up going in that direction and we do have a public option and it turns out to be incredibly expensive. Medicare and Medicaid are two of the largest expenditures of the United States uh, federal budget every year, and they're growing by massive amounts because 10,000 members a day are retiring members of the United States, i.e. citizens, people who paid then taxes and are entitled to receive those benefits. But what people don't realize is that Medicare doesn't pay for everything. You still have to buy a supplemental policy. So what if this public option, which is based on a Medicare for all, and people are going to think, and, and this is just me, wondering, but I, I believe that there's a lot of people that are, are out there thinking that they're going to get something free from you know, the government or that this would all be free, and the reality is it's not free. It's probably going to be very similar to the programs that they put together. It's going to cost taxpayers even more. I mean, it's almost going to be double because we're moving money around all of the time. We're sending out money to Washington then they're sending it back to insurance companies to cover other losses. If we send it out to the government, who is now a competitor of these insurance companies, offering a similar product, and it has just the same outcome as these did, and there's nobody to bail out the government, it's almost like we're losing twice as taxpayers. And I just don't know uh, what the answer might be. There has to be something that we need to figure out, and it has to be a bipartisan solution. And when we come back here on the program, uh, in 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 line with uh, the Huskers playing Wyoming, we're joined by one of my favorite United States senators, Senator Barrasso, uh, John Barrasso, the senator from the great state of Wyoming, actually one of the three most powerful members within the Republican Party, and also an orthopedic surgeon by trade, uh, going to be... A, going to be here and we're going to talk a little bit about um, his take on the law and um, some interesting thoughts that, that he's going to share with you. You're not going to want to miss it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll be back right after this.